1: it's jeremy white joe in the car first up today
2: it's sneaky joe dibiase
1: joe do you want to listen joe are you an idiot joe are you a moron joe do you have ears joe do you know what you're talking about joe can you fit
2: on wgr sports radio
4: 550 so that clip is famously from eei i think or our yes, sister station EDI. Mad about the Patriots, and the only question I have for you, Joe uh-huh. and Evan, you as well. Good morning, everybody. Is will we still get that same level of joy when they're mad about Gerard Mayo's Patriots? Mm, I don't. It's not going to hit the or, same. Or will it? I mean, Belichick obviously is the key piece there. Now that he's gone, as Gerard Mayo? Are we? Are, are we going to move on? Or are we still going to dance on their graves if they're bad? Mm, I don't. I don't know that it's going to hit the same. You're probably right. Without I'm, either and, one of them, there, like yeah. It's, you're probably right know. that it won't, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to try and get it to scratch my itch and, you know, revel in how much they just hate everything, but I don't know if it will feel the same. It, uh, it won't be as fun as it used to yeah, be. Yeah. I don't get my Sun zoo jokes anymore. Right. From Peter King yeah, calling Belichick's Sun zoo. I mean, now somebody else runs the show. Right. Who's the guy that you're, who's the guy you're thrilled to see be miserable? Aaron Rodgers. That's what it is now. Okay, I meant on the Patriots. Oh, I know. I, they, no, right. The, but it's Rodgers. The, the baton yeah. has been passed. Yeah, from Belichick to. I mean, Rodgers jumped in and, yeah, you know, started to be a part of that based on just himself. But like, right, like how much, like, ha ha, Hunter Henry, you stink. Right. If Mac Jones isn't even their quarterback, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Be mad at Jaden Daniels? Right. We want them to yeah. be, to be bad, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, if I'm maybe gonna... that's right. It could be. It could be uh, gone forever now. The rooting the the taking solace in their misery. I mean, I guess you still have the fan base for that. And you still have craft. We still have the fan base, that's right. But that's it. But right, the throwing the tablet moments. Yeah. By the way, did you see like the, the backstory on throwing the tablet? We remember that game because Wait, John, What tablet? Who is it? Belichick about? throwing a tablet. When did he do that? That was sixteen? Uh, a- that was the sixteen nothing game. That was the I remember him throwing a Jacobi, phone. Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, that was the jo- Jacoby okay. Brissett game. I remember him throwing a phone. I remember him throwing a phone. And destroying that because they lost a challenge or something, and that's when they were getting destroyed by the Bills during the COVID year. But, no, I did not remember this uh, This tablet. The tablet would have been when they lose to the Raiders 21-17. Which, okay. Which would check out with 2016 also, Evan, okay. because... The backstory was... Watching it now, completely remember it. Not yep. that he's mad at his team, but he actually hated the tablet. He couldn't get it to do what he wanted it to do, so he threw it. <laughs> That's going <laughs> to fix it. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if you look, Belichick slams tablet on sidelines. I've got three different videos right away. Yeah. He might have been just a regular... Belichick throws tablet on sideline after late Chiefs touchdown. Belichick, against the Raiders, throws a tablet. Belichick, against the Bills. Cameras caught Belichick angrily spiking his tablet. Man, he hated that thing. Yeah, the all-time great rivalry, Belichick and the tablet. The phone, really, though, is, I'm watching both now, and, like, the phone really is so much better, though. It is someone has just told him something that has infuriated him so much, he just demolishes this thing, like, throws it as hard as he can at the wall. And they're losing 28-6. to six. He goes, Travis Kelsey on Andy Reid on that phone, right? Yes. That needs even to more be more, so. more yeah. of a meme. We need a Kelsey and Reid thing to turn into a meme. Now I'm sad. I wish he would have stayed. Yeah, Belichick. I, I guess so. If he had gone somewhere else, I, what? Would we have followed him with our root against him? If mean, he's the coach of the Falcons, I don't think I'm rooting against Atlanta. I'm actually probably rooting for him. Just because I've got so much fantasy juice in the Falcons. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah. L- like Patriots fans saying goodbye, we we have kind of said goodbye. Well, what about the Schefter uh, uh, speculation that uh, he's going to still coach the Chiefs next year? Well. That's still going to happen? Because I, get- I can get behind rooting against him there. I can too. And if he does coach the Chiefs, that's all right, because that means Travis Kelsey is retired. Yes. Because Kelsey right. said he won't play for anybody but Andy Reid. Right. That's what he said this week. Yeah. Andy You're Reid. right. Rogers, is that guy now. Yeah. I'll pour all of my, you know what, into that guy. Come on. Let it crash and burn. <laughs> let me see what it looks like when it's just terrible. But let him be on the field this, this year for that. Yeah, Let him be on the field as they go like a 5 and 12. And he realizes, oh, I'm really old and I'm coming off an Achilles injury. And at, hey, Tom made this look real easy at 44, but he doesn't eat strawberries. Meanwhile, I'm out here and I'm coming off major injury and I can't do it at 40. Come on. Give me that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, good morning. Happy Friday. TGIF, right? It is Friday. It's Friday. Yes. Happy Friday. I went to the Sabres game last night. How'd it go? It was fine. It's funny. Uh, The hot dog looked and smelled good, and someone told me it was very good. Maybe best of the year. The Mr. Worldwide hot dog. Best of the year. Maybe. Okay. So I went to the game last night. I went with a friend and friends of the friend that I don't often go with, and they, they play this game when you go down to Sabres games, which I would never played before and had a good time with, which was, we're just going to keep track and keep score of, if you see somebody you know and you say hello, as you, you get a point. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So now you're maybe looking around for, who's who's here that I know? Hey, a reunion of sorts. Again, with anybody. You don't know who's going to be there. And it reminded me of what it was like to go to Sabres games in Oh five, oh six, oh six, oh seven, even like twenty twelve. Yeah. The arena would be sold out most nights, mm-hmm. and it was the place to be on a Thursday night, downtown, Thursday night, just like last night against the Panthers. Place to be, see everybody. And last night, I saw a bunch of people I knew, but it drove home the reality that we live in now when going to these games. Mm-hmm. And you can speak to this because you go to a lot of these games too, which is when you see somebody. Maybe you haven't seen them in a month, two months, a year. Hey, Bill. Yeah. You know, I saw Rory Allen from Zoom Cop. Hey, Rory. And the the interaction between Sabers fans that are at these games now, when you see someone, is like, "So you're here? <laughs> and like, yeah. And you're here? Yeah. Hmm. We're both here. How about it? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah." Well, anyways, good to see you. Like that, every interaction. That's, that's kind of the conversation. Every interaction is, look at you, at this game. No, like well, look at Lukicin looks good. <laughs> not like, even that. Not For, even that. First intermission, like, yeah, one nothing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I'm surprised maybe. You, you don't ask uh, how long you staying tonight. Right. Right. <laughs> maybe they'll come back. I mean, it's just it's such a the, the season ticket pace, which they kind of built back up. That's probably one of the reasons they have fans there now is because. Fans made commitments again, right? Fans yeah. made, And you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. here we are at this hockey game. Mm-hmm. Last night's game, there's another experience that I get going to these games lately, and maybe you would agree with this too, which is you're watching and you think, it doesn't feel like anything is going to happen. No. And then you look at the shot chart, and you're like, well, the Sabres, it says they have 14 shots, so I guess they're shooting yeah, well, the puck. I, I saw at one point they had like 31 shots in the second period. I just didn't even believe it. I yeah. thought, I, it's like, that's got to be an error. <laughs> right. no way they have 30 It sounds sh- like nothing's happened in this game. No. And doesn't feel, like, shots? doesn't feel like they'll they'll score. And look at the shot chart. All right, well they've got 27 shots. I mean, I guess they're shooting the puck. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even have the energy to look at like the heat map last night, like to see if they like had chances around the net or whatever. Just right, it didn't feel like anything was happening. Empty calories, spamming the net, however you want to say it. Yeah, you know they come off a game. They scored seven against the Kings. That was good. Yep. And in this one, you know, it's the most shots they've ever had in their franchise history while getting shut out last night. Now, after, wait a minute, that's amazing, because one week ago, they set the record for the most shots they've ever had in franchise history while only scoring one goal, when they had... Jake Ottinger. Yeah, what Dallas. was it, 48 against Dallas? Yep. So in back-to-back weeks, they have set the records for most shots ever by while well, getting shut out, and most shots ever while only scoring one? Yes. Holy cow. And I don't think... That's in amazing. E- I don't think in either of those games... I mean, you could say Ottinger played a great one. I thought there were a lot of outside shots there too. An easy night for him there. He made some yeah. saves, but this one looks a little bit more around the net, at least in terms of the compared to the Dallas one. The Dallas one was unbelievable. So it was a wild map. Yeah, I guess with you know that many saves, forty-five saves for Stolarz last night. Anthony Stolarz. <laughs> Stolarz. At least more Reinhardt like did get forty. He boy, we got to talk about that yeah, too. We're have to get to Anthony Stolars, more like Anthony Steelars, stole the no, 45 saves, stole the game. Anyway, but yeah, shots in the second and the third, 17 and 18 for the Sabers. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Just you've got players talking about they need going back months now. Cousins was the one that said we play soft, we need more bleep you in our game. Talk said something to that effect last night, mm-hmm. you know everyone's talking about bearing down more, getting in front of the net. we gotta go to the net we gotta go- and here they are just firing shots from everywhere. A good indication I saw it might have been Chad D. that pointed this out a good indication on last night's game and how their shots last night go to the shot chart, yeah, look at right now, yeah, that you had overall shots, cousins Thompson, five, the mm-hmm. postal middle four. Petorka talk three. Like, you spread them out. Mm-hmm. There's Olafson without a shot. <laughs> it's cur- unbelievable. It, but, right, they were coming from different lines, right? Yeah. Different spots. But Darlene had eight. And Connor Clifton had four. So, 12 from the blue line. 12 from those two 12 alone. from those two alone, Those, those right, two from the blue line. Yoki Haru, two. Bryson, two. <clears throat> and I think there are two periods. They might, might have had two defensemen and two of the top three Shooters. Yeah, so I anyway. noticed at least two Clifton shots in maybe the third period, where it was just an easy glove save, and it was well, that's not doing anything. That's that Skinner had made an unbelievable individual effort to carry the puck in. I think he lost it, but then fought for it back, and then got to a spot where he got he was generating so much attention. He threw it back to the point to a wide open Connor Clifton. And it was just the easiest save of all time. Yeah. Like, a great play to set up an open shot at the point, and I don't know, maybe it's a combination of Connor Clifton's the guy with the shot, and there's nobody in front, and it's just, it's nothing. It's not a scoring chance. And isn't he just of the mindset, pucks to the net, baby. Pucks, 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 pucks to the net. Yes. And sometimes that's detrimental to what you do. Here's the number. Chad DeDeminis has had it. Two defensemen in the top three on the team in shot attempts. Hmm. Your top three shot attempts of the night two of them come from defensemen and he wrote, that's a red flag too much outside shooting so hey they are they're cooked i saw yeah they are. dom lecision who did playoff odds for the the athletic academy 1% and i mean 1% let's let's be real about one what 1% is they are 12 i'm sorry 10 back of the red wings still mm-hmm. and in the wild card race New Jersey's in that mix. The Islanders are here too. Like, the Sabres are cooked. Do I have a New York Times playoff simulator where I can just (laughs) plug in like 20 straight wins and see what their odds go up to? Shouldn't the NHL be begging the New York Times to make them a machine? Yes, they should. How how much could that possibly cost? Throw throw them a little, just a little something, something. Throw them some free tickets and then to the Rangers game or something and uh, give us a simulator. It probably wouldn't be. Or do their own. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be as fun, though, as we sit there with. All right, Sabres at 1%. Let me click on a win on Saturday over Minnesota. (laughs) Oh, 1.02%. All right. (laughs) Right, it wouldn't. It's not swinging like the Bills. I mean, you'd click a a win or a loss and you'd have a 51% swing. Yeah. That That was exciting. Right, here you'd have to click like maybe six games before you get any movement. Yeah. Any real movement. Yeah, they're done. They're just they're totally done. I mean, I've not looked at the tankathon standings, but should I look at that? I mean, where are they there? They are unable to get very, very, very high. Well, they're sixth from the bottom. Yeah. So that is seven point five percent. they what are their playoff odds? One percent? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, they're seven point five percent at the number one overall pick. Which, by the way, means they're also only eight point five percent to get one of the two things that would actually be really exciting. So ninety two percent for uh, for just just nothing. Yeah, just nothing here. I mean, but seven times more likely to win the first overall pick right now than they're to make the playoffs. And Columbus and Ottawa are in striking distance. I mean, I mean Columbus maybe not. They could be past Ottawa, Ottawa just because they still have like don't they still have games three games in yeah. hand. Yeah. yeah. So the Sabers could drift into fifth in the Tankathon standings, and that's probably about as low slash high as they could go. Is fifth. Yeah. Despite the fact, unbelievable. Like, Tankathon also shows regulation wins right after points. And, like, Montreal is lower than them. Like, they're eighth with eight fewer regulation wins. It still is unbelievable that they are where they are in the standings with more regulation wins than Toronto and all these other teams. But there's just so... There's no there's no life. Yeah. There's no anything well, to get you excited. not to be a downer on a Friday. We're going to have a good time today. But I, I, I've... Had this conversation with friends in the arena last night, which was, anybody got any ideas? We've got, we've done this before. We did it probably a month ago, two months ago. Joe, does mm-hmm. anybody got any ideas? What what they should do? Paul floated, you know, trading Tage or shopping Tage. Yep, cousins. He said anybody but Darlene. Oh, Darlene? Anybody want to shop Darlene? They did just sign him to eleven and a half million. That's right. They they that they did. Yeah. But does anybody have any ideas? I mean... I want to say it's... Lo- it's Rock bottom's a phrase that's used a lot. Can I can I get a new one for, for what this team kind of is in right now mm-hmm. for the fans? This is sensory deprivation. Sensory deprivation. This is... You're in a sensory deprivation tank. You can't... There's no feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just like... You mm-hmm. feel numb to mm-hmm. all of it. All of it. Yeah. What are you going to do? And it's hard to get excited for... Like, I, I'm... I've got ideas for what they should do. Last night, Kevin Weeks is talking about how Rasmus Anderson, who's a very good young, well, young, I mean, he's like 27, 28, very good defenseman that is getting interest in Calgary, who does not have a no-trade clause, by the way, for two more years on his contract. And I see that and go, perfect. It's exactly what they need. And I'm kind of numb to it because do I really believe they're going to do that? They're talking more like they would do that, but they haven't pulled the trigger on anything like that in 5 years so that's an idea i like but how how, bol- how believable should it be that that how much confidence should i have that they're going to do something like that between now and the beginning of next season or in the next month before the deadline but that's my idea i mean that that right there calgary's got a really good defenseman that's available go get him yeah it's chickering all over again maybe like if a guy like that becomes available go get him until you do, I feel like you're just going to be floundering. Well, the Sabres and the Panthers are polar opposites in so many ways. One in the standings, of course, and results. But take a look at the Panthers' stats. And if they ever win a cup, it'll be amazing the how the Panthers were built. Mm-hmm. Here are their top point getters. Reinhardt, trade. Matthew Kachuk, trade. Carter Verhage, I think free agent. He's not. A, he's not a homegrown. He's definitely. I don't think a drafted guy. Here, no, like I, I, think tell he's you. A, I think he's a, either a, uh, or whatever UFA or a trade. He's not a drafted Panther guy. Barkoff is. Evan Rodriguez, Oliver Ekman Larson, Sam Bennett. None of these guys were drafted by the Panthers. Verhage was free agent. By the free way, free agent. Yeah. Ekblad, you mm-hmm. know, like Gustav Forsling. Is he a draft picker? there? The point is. Here are the Sabres. waiver claim. Waiver claim. Claim. Gustav Forrest. I've got their top ten point getters, and one of them is a drafted player. Yeah. I'm looking right now. So, Cap Friendly lists how they were acquired. Their entire roster. Their entire roster. Like, who was in the lineup last night. The goaltenders, the defense, all of it. They have three players they drafted in the lineup. Wow. Barkov, who they got, what, second overall? Yep. Ekblad, who's first overall. Ackblad, who was first overall, and Anton Lundell, who I think also might have been like a top 10 pick. That's it. The rest of the team was trade or Uh -uh. free agent acquisition. Bob Bob Bobrovsky was, I mean, he wasn't in net last night, but they overpaid him, but he's been their goaltender, and there were warts there. Everyone in the world said, you can't go deep into the playoffs with that guy, and then he, did. he was their goalie in in the finals last season. Right, right. And even he was a free agent signing. Montour, of course, a trade. He, he nearly Montour. scored an awesome goal last night in his revenge game. Yep. It's just kind of funny to think about it, because, you know, the Sabres are young in this big build, and in hockey it's kind of remarkable to miss as many times as they have. The Sabres have gone through like three different rebuilds, and every time have have missed the mark. And maybe this year, or this version of it, just next year has a good year and makes the playoffs. I mean, the right tweaks, it could happen. Uh, On the Sabres, one last thing, and we will get a call in here. If you go look at a lot of their underlying numbers, there Mm. aren't very many that look horrible. Like, oh, well, this is why you're bad. It's just power play. It's just the power play. But power play's, like, so bad. It's the power play. It's... Give it's falling behind early in games, yeah, and that's it. Giving up a goal in the first period, and your record is like three twenty four and one. When you fall behind first, but five on five, they're a top ten scoring team at five on five. It feels like they never score. Right, they're getting goaltending that's good enough. They even got goaltending from Comrie last night to keep them in the game. It's not one of those seasons where you know Ted Nolan or Ralph Kruger has a six three and one stretch. And we look at the numbers like this isn't going to last. This is a team where the numbers are not hoarded. Mm. They're just kind of average. And it, it, it if you ran this season 10,000 times, the Sabres would finish probably ninth, most of them. And in this one, it's not looking like ninth will do it. So that's kind of frustrating, too. If you're Kevin Adams, you might look at it all and say, we're not this bad. Mm. But we're kind of bad. But and you're also running a team that is not going to get the benefit of the doubt. No, that. that's right. That's you're, right. Just, you're not. I mean, thirteen years. They they've not earned getting the benefit of the doubt on that. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll get a call in here. Larry in South Florida. Hey, Larry. Good morning.
0: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. So I was going to call. I think it was Saturday afternoon game. They lost again. Um, And then I was just so angry when I listened to Jeff Skinner's post game because he talked about well, the season's made up of ups and downs. I said, well, I'm thinking to myself, where the ups. Three two-game winning streaks are not ups in the season where now there's only 30 games left. And then we have one game where it's 7 nothing, and these guys learn nothing. Well, let's see. You put men in front of the net. You put the puck to the net. Good things tend to happen. And then you have 45 shots on Florida and none go in. So, And we, I mean, maybe we'll get Thompson to get 20 goals this year. I mean, that far cry from his last two seasons and the seasons we had last year, you made a comment, Jeremy and Joe, a couple weeks ago you were talking about the deals that he made since he got here. That was pathetic. Now, yet again, we just lost, you know, we just basically lost Quinn for the year Samuelson's gone for the year. Again, I mean, that was a wasted contract, and you even mentioned that was I mean, when he's healthy, he's a good player, but he's not had a good season, and it seems like it's a wasted contract. But knowing this, and you just talked about the guy, Joe, why hasn't he made a move? Like all these all these young players that he signed, what has it done for us besides nothing? 13 years in the NHL, it seems nearly impossible (laughs) that you can't get in one. It it really does. Mathematically, it does not make sense. So could you just kind of maybe ask what is going on with Adams? Is he going to pull the trigger, or are we going to pull the trigger on him? Like, I thought it was Granato, but I really think it's Adams, and I'd love to get your take on that, gentlemen.
4: Yeah. So thanks, Larry. To the point here, I pulled up that tweet that you're talking about. Which, I did it January 24th. The guys they've acquired yeah. since Adam's been the GM. And I don't know, that, that's less than a month ago. And I don't know what the game would have been on January 23rd that made me think about it. But yeah. the the tweet that Larry is referencing is, Here are the Sabers assets acquired in trades since the Eichel dump and change. Maybe we should do this with Florida. Right? Let me pull it up. Flo- since November 2021, what has Florida done in movement One of the Sabres done in movement. there's two teams in different spots. I get it. But here are the the assets acquired in trades since the Eichel trade. Johnny Boychuk's rights. Ben Bishop's rights. Malcolm Subban, Jordan Greenway, Riley Stillman, Joe Ciccone, Eric Robinson, third, fourth, sixth, seventh, and future considerations twice. That's November 2021. It is February 2024. Yeah. That's... That's what they've done in three years. That's trades in three years, basically. And mm-hmm. then there's the free agent signings, which I did those as well. Yeah. Devin Cooley, Dustin Tokarski, Connor Clifton, Eric Johnson, Michael Hauser, Riley Sheehan, Lawrence Pilot, Cale Clegg, Jeremy Davies, Chase Prisky, Ilya Labushkin, Eric Comrie, Michael Hauser, Mark Jankowski. Those are your names that you've brought in since the Eichel trade. Mm-hmm. And here's the Florida roster last night. Dressing three players they've drafted. Yeah, here I mean, some of their deals. They trade... They get Reinhardt. They get Kachuk. I mean, the Kachuk trade, too. Man, that is as bold as it gets. That team won the President's Trophy. And traded Huberto. And traded their all-time leading scorer. Who just came off a 100-point season. And their top pair defenseman. And a first-round pick to get Matthew Kachuk. They traded Huberto, Mackenzie Wieger, a prospect, and a first-round pick to get Matthew Kachuk. Their all-time player, arguably, their top-pair defenseman, a prospect, and a first. After winning the President's Trophy, they did that. And right, they also have the Levi and first-round pick trade for Reinhardt. They... I guess this was a uh, this would have been, what, a cap or a rental deal at the deadline the year before that? But they traded Owen Tippett, who's got like 20 goals this year for Philly. They traded another first-round pick and a third-round pick to get Claude Giroux. <laughs> Again, that was a rental deal. They were willing to pay all that. I'm not saying that was smart by them, but sure, sure. look at what they are willing to do. That same year, by the way, they traded a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a prospect for Ben Chariot. So they traded two first-round picks, a rostered player, and a prospect to get Ben Chariot and Claude Giroux to make a run at the playoffs. Like, they... Again, whether you think that's a smart move or not, especially the rental type of trade, whatever. That team swings. They traded a second-round pick and a prospect for Sam Bennett. Guess what? He's been their second-line center for, like, three years. They signed Anthony Duclair for a little while when he was kind of available. and They got Montour it, for a third, by the way? Yeah, Montour for a third. That's all that it costs? Yeah, Maybe he was just not... Well, he was a rental, too. They also traded... Away, mm, Vinny Trocheck, and a trade with Carolina. They traded. That's a few years back. It's 2020. Yep. They traded Trocheck for four players. Uh, Lutzer, uh, one of them, which was a prospect that's still on the team. Yep. Lutzenarian, however, his name's pronounced. He had a couple chances last night. That guy. Yeah. So the polar opposites. Yeah. And he like it's a team of action and a team of inaction. This guy on Calgary, I'm telling, like this guy's got to be a saber. Anderson, he's got to be a saber. It is. He's got he doesn't have a no trade clause. And you need that. He's twenty eight. He has two years left. The guy logs minutes, puts up points. Like, give me a reason they shouldn't outbid every team in the league for him right now. That guy, if he's available, Kevin Weeks is reporting that or is tweeting about that. If a guy like that's available, how can they not outbid every team in the league? They have more assets than every team in the league. Florida's out here, they traded their the farm. They sold the farm. And where'd they end up? In the finals. That's the Florida Panthers. They're not like the model of consistency in the NHL over the years. Yep. eight zero three zero five fifty. 550 if you want to join us, one 550 2550 Ricky, if you can hang with us, we'll get right to you on the other side. It is uh, a Friday. Happy Friday. The Sabres lost, and, you know, here we are. Uh, plenty to get to. Paul Hamilton will check in. We've got I've got a wide receiver idea of the other day that I saw floated that is a big one, and I think we could make it work. So, we'll talk about Brandon Ayuk. Jamar Chase. Brandon, Brandon Ayuk. We'll talk about Brandon Ayuk. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet?
2: Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
5: Up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
0: Nicola for Rodriguez off the left boards, fires a shot, rebound! Covering got a piece of it,
1: and at the far post comes up with a big save, and the Sabres try to transition the other way.
4: Dan Dunleavy on the call. Eric Comnery made a bunch of big saves in the first period. The Sabres ultimately fall short. Moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. Okay, so a funny thing happened at the game last night. I feel like I have to, you know, it's not exactly like 19,000 were there. So we'll tell those of you that missed. Mm -hmm. Went to the game with friends. Do you remember when Drew Bledsoe did the... Legend of the game thing for the Bills. It is burned into my brain like nothing ever before. Yeah. He's out there and like, hey, everybody, welcome Drew Bledsoe. And you know the routine. You're supposed to say, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. the crowd does it. Except Bledsoe kind of did his own thing. He kind of went like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and everybody looked at each other. I think he, what was that? But we did it. We picked him up. And then at the Chief game, Bruce Smith kind of. Improvised a little bit, right? It was Bruce for the Chief game, yes, and he did it a little bit last night at the Saber game. Donald Audet and Don Edwards were up there to hit the drum. Mm-hmm. So, I knew you were going to bring this up. Were, were you at
1: the game? No, I wasn't at the okay. game, but I had the game on, and all of a sudden I'm just hearing
4: douche, doosh, and I'm like, yes, that's not okay. Wait, the- so it was the drum beat. So they were doing the drum beat, okay, and we've all done "Let's Go Buffalo," right? Like yes. "Let's Go Buffalo." Yeah, there. Cadence for the drum beat was. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? What slow is that? It was so slow you didn't even know that there was it even the right beat. It was just slow. It was so slow it was hard to tell it's right beat. It's kind of funny and the crowd. Okay, that's let's go Buffalo. Do they have? Do they go very slow themselves? Like let's go. They just hit. They just hit the drum. Very, very slowly. Hmm. Donald Audet, Donald Audet, and Don Edwards. They wanted to go v- v- real They slow. wanted to make sure everyone knew. Yeah. It was funny. So, whatever. Do it your way. However however you want. 803 on the Sabres last night. Wide receiver ideas of the day. We'll get Paul coming up here. Um, Caitlin Clark. I want to steal a topic that the uh, afternoon show did yesterday about the worst yes. move the Sabres have made in the drought. And also... Today is a very big day in sports history, locally and nationally. A, an event you very well may remember. We'll get to that a little bit later, too. Ricky in Toronto. Hey, Ricky, what's up? Morning, guys.
0: Thank you for taking my call. Love the show.
4: Thanks for calling.
0: Um, I want to talk about Sam Reinhart uh, coming down with an empty netter to score his 40th and not taking that shot. I know there's a few players or a player that has left our team, and if he was going for that goal he would do that slap shot that Morgan Roddy took the other guy's head off for. (laughs) I do appreciate the fact that he passed it off. I would love to see Sam score his 40th. I would. I think he was a great player for us. But for him to pass that off and not do it in our face, like I said, other people would have taken that slap shot. I I think it was a class act. Somebody said that he passed it off because they're a team. Even if he did, I'm just glad that he didn't take that shot on us. Yep. That's all I got. Thank you very much for taking my call, boys.
4: Thanks, Ricky. You are talking to two guys here that did bet a Reinhardt anytime goal. <laughs> but that's okay. I had it. I had a parlay. It was right there. <laughs> I okay. had it. He's coming down and thinking like, well, here it is. I thought they put him out there with an empty net. I mean, right? Uh, Why well, is he out there? Well, he's they get 40th against his former team, he's right? A, he's a good player, and he's a defensive player for them. He does a lot of things no, for them. No, that's true. That's true. But he's out there, and they're like, all right, here's your chance. And he, he did pass it up. <sighs> I wouldn't have had any problem with a player hammering into the net for their 40th against their former team. But, well, he's also someone that's had his uh, attitude questioned in the past, and his coach once even made a snarky comment. That's right. Like, well, guys, he doesn't have a good attitude out there, and I don't know. Am I am I giving him too much, am I, am I too much thought into this to say that he had all of that going on in his mind right now? Like, yeah, here's my attitude. Boom. Perfect teammate right there. <laughs> Eat that. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I needed it. I needed it. Three-leg parlay was right there. Yeah. Man, imagine if he had taken a slap shot. I had not considered that possibility. That would have been... I don't even know. eight oh three oh five fifty. Would they have done anything? No. I'm not Mr. like, go out there and fight the other team. Shows that you have some life. Because... I mentioned in headlines, Ryan Lomberg, who is one of the biggest talkers in the league, scored a goal with, like, eight seconds left to go up 4 nothing, and then immediately started chirping the Sabres bench to the extent where the ref threw him out of the game. Yeah. And they didn't really react all that much, but, like, what, what am I supposed to... Am I supposed to be mad at them for not having the energy in that moment, getting blown out 4 nothing? They're like, what's this guy doing? Am I supposed to go fight him now? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, there's a point to be made here, probably, about... All right, if anybody wants to take this, take this on, the Morgan-Riley thing, whether Morgan-Riley, you know, he gets suspended because he cross-checked the guy in the head. Yeah. But what he does there is he sends a message, right or wrong in sending it, that there's pride in the Leafs and the, you're not going to do that to us. That's, that's disrespectful for us. And we can laugh at it and think that's stupid. Right. But, you know, athletes always do that kind of thing where you're motivated by your, your hate and your disrespect. I mean, the Chiefs are the kings of acting like everything that's ever said is disrespectful. Right? Yeah. And Brett Veach got up there at their parade and said, How about this down year, huh? Yeah. Like you got I got the Chiefs president GM firing the snark cannon from the parade. Yeah. So we know that teams do that. And these sabers, if you're someone that wants that, show a little pride in how you play. Mm -hmm. You really don't get that many how how many when's the last time You get it from cousins a little bit? A little bit from cousins, Krebs. A little bit Krebs, you'll get from Krebs, Darlene. You definitely but, get it from Darlene, but like that's that's maybe the list, right? But the number of times that, that that after a game the team has said we need to play with a little bit more bleep you, they never play with bleep you. No, the, there are very rare games where it looks like they're playing with an edge or with an attitude. Yeah, I had I had a thought while listening to Chopin Bulldog and their topic yesterday about. Like, okay, this game and like oh how chippy it always is against Florida, and here's Matthew Kachuk. And I just watched the uh, the USA basketball documentary from when the, they went there with like Kobe and LeBron and whatnot. The story about how Kobe said, I'm gonna open up this game, I'm gonna run through Pau Gasol. I'm gonna take the foul, I'm just gonna run through him just to set the tone basically for the game. And I thought, man, wouldn't it be awesome if some one of the Sabres, like Darlene or whoever, just decided Right off the draw, I'm just gonna run through Matthew Kachuk. Just gonna just gonna let him know what kind of game this is gonna be. And I'm not even like into that type of stuff usually, but just like go do that. And just then the game happens. And it's just nothing like that. Nothing. Nothing. They've def- they've defended themselves against that guy in the past. i I you know, there was a game last year where they were fighting him at the end of the game, Dallin and Tuck, like two on one at the end. So it's not like they never have that type of stuff in them, but it it's it's a reaction though to losing, isn't it? It's a reaction to the season going the way it's going. I think you're a lot less likely to play that way when you're just kind of yeah, we're ten points out, right? You know, what, when right, it, things aren't going that well. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what do you what are you playing for? You're playing for pride, but but you might not have any. But you're not in a race. You're not right. Yeah, it's it's deflating eight oh three oh five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Okay, when we return, I want to ask you to think about that moment in sports history. February sixteenth. February sixteenth. Hmm. Okay. Should I give you the year? If I give you the year you might get it. Give me if you can give me the era even or like the uh the because like, I don't we could be talking about the eighties here for oh, all while okay, Fair know. enough, fair enough. You were alive, I was alive. Okay, so we've narrowed it down to twenty eight years. There you go. Yeah in the last 28 years, sure. February 16th, a local and national oh, okay. date to remember in sports history. 8030550. If you want to text or tweet a guess, we'll tell you what that is. I think it'll be maybe not quite a remember where you were, but you close. might you might remember where you were. You'll just you'll certainly remember it. We'll get to that next.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the Ticket, Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, so the trivia question, the day in history. This day in history. Yeah, we'll do instant trivia later. This is just something I saw, that today is the anniversary of a big, a a national, a local, all of it. Huge. Huge sports moment-ish moment. Day. And it's local and it's national? It's local and national. Which makes me think it's not anything Sabre-related. Well... I don't mean, like, a local story went national. Oh, okay. It's it's just, it was a story in the sports world and, of course, affected us. Okay. When you're ready for your hint, I'll give you the year, and I think that will give it away. Yeah, give me, I think I'm going to need the year. 2005. February 16th, 2005.
5: 19, Nineteen years ago, um, two
4: thousand five, February sixteenth. I can say it a different way, and you might get to the answer. Okay. O four o five. O four o five. Yes. What happened in o four o five? The lockout. Yes. Today was the day they canceled the season. It took that long. It took till February sixteenth. Yep. Today was just, the day. Just because, like officially, right? Like, yep, like th- this is the there's no Wow, that took that long? Cuz if you remember the other lockout which was 2012, uh-huh. They started the season like January, didn't they? It was like January, I think, cuz Lindy got fired before February. Yeah. So it had to have been January. Um February 16th is when they canceled the season. The first North American sports season to be canceled. Holy cow. Nineteen years ago, the NHL canceled a full season yeah. on a lockout and got a salary cap. I mean, great. Part, of the, part of the story of the lockout, as much as, you know, we thought it a dark time for the NHL is how the Sabres came out of it smelling like a rose. Yeah. The cap came yeah. in. Hey, you can exist now in a salary cap league. Mm-hmm. Your team, boom, is good. <laughs> it's amazing. You can compete. Mm-hmm. And those years right after that were, were great. Who wouldn't? It's funny. Who wouldn't take another lockout to come out of it on the other side looking good? I mean, every year feels like we've, we've been oh, the form of we've, a we've had years where, like, hey, would you would you take last place to get a good player? Yeah. Now we're doing just don't would play you can, the year. Would you cancel a year to be good on the other side? Yeah. Have those to? Oh my! I would do that. Would you do that every three years? I would do that every <laughs> every three years. You have to miss one year, but then you get those two teams, teams that are that good. Yeah. Every time I would say yes. Every time. The NHL lockout. It was February. Was am I remembering right? I mean, I'm I'm only like ten when that's happening. But I, a part of me remembers like Gretzky and Lemieux campaigning or like getting everyone together at the eleventh hour to try to save some, some there, form of there season. There was a little bit of they I thought can, it was those two. There, there was one where it was canceled, and then it wasn't canceled, and then a couple days later, yeah, we're going to do it in 2012. That lockout, the season began January nineteenth, so it didn't go into February. They started January nineteenth. That's the one where Lindy gets fired in that season. Yeah, yeah. Here is a yeah. So February sixteenth is when they canceled it. I have a story from February twenty fourth. Um, headline: Even Gretzky Lemieux can't sell the NHL season. Yeah. So they tried to to kind of like, hey, you are not canceling the season. Get in the room, and it just didn't didn't it didn't work. Eight oh three oh five fifty one 550 2550 If you'd like to join us on anything, really, we can uh, we can have a good time. Hey, EA Sports College Football confirmed. Confirmed? Yeah. It's confirmed when it's on the shelf. It's EA I believe College it Football it. tweeted it out. They did a video on this. They they I more- mean, how many times have I heard in the last three it's years confirmed. that it's coming, it's coming back? It's confirmed. You probably didn't even There's really- a trailer at least now, you right? You probably didn't even really get. You were born in 96. 95. 95. Pfft. I was playing college. Here we go. Ready for this? Record this line and put this in an open. Here we go. I was playing EA Sports College Football when you were in diapers, (laughs) because that's actually true, right? The the, in the (laughs) mid to late nineties. Yeah, that game existed in the late nineties. Yes, yes, it was amazing. Hmm. EA Sports College Football. There was don't even don't even get me started on Bill Walsh College Football. That was a game too. Bill Walsh College Football. Yeah, Bill Walsh College Football was amazing. Yes, and by amazing, I mean, if you looked at it today, you'd say, how could you even look at this screen? I was going to say, like, I just, what? Bill Walsh College Football. Real ones, know. I think that's the first time I've ever been able to say I was doing something when you were in diapers and know that it was true. Bill Walsh College Football? Yeah. Look at this thing. <laughs> I'm looking at a video of it right now. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, it was so good. Holy student cow. Student body left, student body right. How do you even know, like, I mean, how do you even see the teams, like, it's just the it's just the colors, I guess. Yep. Cause there's no logos on anything. Wow, this looks so ancient. This is in my lifetime that this thing was like the the height of video games. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, nineteen ninety eight NCAA football. Listen, I've been told Joe, NCAA football's coming back every month for well, five years. Yep, yep. I will believe it when it's on the shelf. There's yep. gonna be some legal thing. Next one says, Oh wait, actually we, we went a little too fast there. You have to understand College football and what it was—it was better than Madden, of course, because there's all the all the teams. But they didn't have the rights. This is how the Obannons sued EA, and how the game probably went away. Yeah, it was one of the first drops in the name, I- image, likeness stuff. Yeah, yeah. What we used to do, society did this, Joe. This is even like it was young internet days. You would play college football, and you would go online and download a file. That you could then put into your PlayStation or Sega or whatever. Yes. And it would populate all of the names. Yep. And then you'd have the names on the roster. Yes. And the, the, the really far ones back didn't even have the rights to say Penn State or Texas A&M. So the names of the teams were stuff like Notre Dame was South Bend and A&M, oh. was, A&M was College Station and Penn State might have been like Happy Valley might have been yeah. there were some like you could say Florida Texas but Texas because A states yes. yeah. but Texas A&M and a couple schools like that were so specific yeah. you were not allowed to use it so you you'd play a south bend wow yep it's not even it's like not even really college football at that point it was definitely college football 8030550 you were in diapers i i sometimes i I am that much older than you, I guess. What else what else? We can we can I mean that's a What game. else was I doing when you when you were in diapers? Yeah. Driving. Driving. <laughs> really? I mean Yeah, I guess that works. You're born in ninety five. So, yeah. I don't know, you probably wore diapers till like ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's close. Anyway. Hey, happy Friday. Jeremy and Joe, you can join us if you'd like on Tell tell Joe about college football. He doesn't even know how good it was the best. Now it's coming back, and I don't have time to play it. And that's the curse. That's (laughs) the real curse. Kids, 803-0550 to join us on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough
2: to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today.